Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to The Shit Show. Oh, hi. I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. That's totally awkward random. Kia ora, everybody. Welcome back to... Squish, is this the second morning a dish? It's early, so I can't really count, but I think it, I'm a, I think we're up to two. I know. <laughs> Why do I feel like we've been doing morning ones? Like, in my head, we've done at least four in the morning. <laughs> well, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, our brains are warming up. So, yep. I've only got half the cup of coffee down, so... No, I know. Hey, I really like your cup. Is that just like a baby yellow vibe? Yeah, it kind of is. It's kind of oh. like how... What our script's colour is. It's from a it's oh, from a yeah. diner in Tahoe. I really liked it, so I bought I it. I love it. Everyone, um, all of our script Google Docs, and actually all of my Google Docs in general... Um, are like on a baby yellow. It looks like old, like notepad paper that you mm. see in old movies, and like all the headings are really colourful because I am such a child with such bad attention span that if I was writing on black and white, just paper, I think I would get bored and I wouldn't be able to be creative. And I'm obsessed because every time Nick makes a doc for the shit show, Nick, do you? How do you make it the same? Do you just duplicate the old ones? Or? Yeah, yeah. There's a template in our folder that I just duplicate. So it's not that it's not that high tech loose. Do you like, because I had to go and change all my settings so that every new one I made had all these all set up. But do you like writing on the light yellow? Yeah, that's how I do all my other writing as well. So it's, oh. it's great. I don't know how to change those settings. Oh. So I have to like duplicate our script document every time I want to write something. But it works. Oh my god! I love that you um, use it for your other writing. It just makes it feel a little bit more spicy. Eh? It makes it feel more official, like I'm a like I'm an old timey news writer. <laughs> we'll get typewriters next, and we'll record these off of whatever old time off a gramophone or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, team, we have a quite a big episode for you this week. We're talking about. The one and only internet douchebag. Actually, not the one and only internet douchebag. There are plenty of Yeah, I was going to say, there's quite a few of them. Including the one sitting across from me on FaceTime, Squish. Oh. <laughs> nah. Prank. Low-hanging fruit. Low-hanging fruit. And we're talking about Andrew Tate. Now, I think you will all have not... You will all have seen by now um, something about this douche on the internet, I'm sure. Maybe it was from shit you should care about. Maybe it wasn't. Um, Squish, you made a bit of an interesting uh, discovery about old mate Tate last night. Yeah, so somehow the top G has managed to find us and block us. So I went to do some research. Well, actually, I was making a day in the life TikTok very begrudgingly. Yes! And I, I went through to like show in inverted commas that I was doing research on him by screen recording going to his Instagram account, and I couldn't find it. Um, 
I was like, oh, well, this is weird. Love. So I sent his account from my personal account to the shit show one, and it wouldn't pop up, so he's blocked us. He has blocked us. So not only has he blocked the shit show, he's blocked shit you should care about, he's blocked my personal, my, like, university finster, all my other random accounts that I used to have for testing stuff. He's blocked Ruby. And the thing is, like, I think it's less intense than it sounds, but I think a lot of these accounts were made under shit you should care about, and so he's blocked one of them and it's you can select like and block any other accounts they might make but squish it just gives me like a bit of you know it's a bit of a good feeling it's a little bit of validation isn't it a little bit of validation for the work now other bits of validation first of all um I will say that the first post that we made about Andrew Tate was from um, someone called Matt IV on Instagram, who is actually a legend and has done some amazing work on this. But then we had a teacher from Aotearoa DM me about the way that Andrew Tate is just absolutely infiltrated their high school. And I think, Squish, this has been reflected in basically high schools all around the world, intermediates even, probably primary schools if the kids are on TikTok. And this teacher was just really concerned. Um, I knew the teacher and so I said, can I have, you know, 300 words on this for the newsletter, popped it in the daily newsletter, put it on Instagram. And it did just go quite viral, didn't it? It went, yeah, viral, I guess, viral. <laughs> It's so early, just say shit normally for fuck's sake. So it went quite viral. And then interestingly and funnily enough, um, basically most news sites in New Zealand at least reached out to me asking for the source or asking for comments. And there's been some really good pieces written. Most of them I just had to say, you can, you know, use what we've written, but I'm not going to put this teacher through you know, having to speak to all of you. You have journalists, yep. you know, great ones as well. Go and, you know, ask one teacher at another school. It's happening everywhere. And so I think, Nick, we were on the news. Dude, were you on the news again? They were just using shit you should care about stuff on the news. Someone sent it to me. Um, and then, Nick, as I was researching, everyone had just linked either our post or one of my tweets. I was, like, trying to find new research, new stuff to talk about. People were just, like, linking back to us. So, I mean, a little bit of validation that shit you should care about is really dope and awesome. Are we, are we pat on the back for yourself? For, uh... A little bit of the pack, pat on the back for Siska and thank you to the wonderful teachers who helped us um, talk about this sort of vile man. Bring it to the mainstream. Yep. Just one other thing that I did want to say before we get into it is that there is a lot of talk, or there certainly was a lot of talk a few weeks ago about not quote-unquote, giving this man a platform, not bringing him into the mainstream, blah, blah, blah. And I just do think, or I sort of know, we're past the point of, like, don't give him a platform, you know, don't give him any attention. Because the fact is, like, my entire For You page was this man. He is here, hopefully not to stay, but he is, you know, already in our faces all the time. Our job is to make sense of things, to talk about things, to analyse them and to try and, I don't know, help in whatever way we can. The way that we can is by educating people and then maybe helping you talk to the young people people in your life if they seem to be 
becoming obsessed with this dude or mirroring some of the things he's saying or doing. So if you're not happy that we're giving him a platform, I'm not really sure what to tell you. Maybe like don't listen to this, even though it's probably going to balance out some of the shit that you're seeing of his. Or maybe just listen to it on mute so we still get the... uh... Oh yeah, just check us on mute, eh? Because, you know, we're going to be talking for a while. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Anyway, Squish, shall we get into it? Andrew Tate, you've probably seen him on your For You page. Do you remember when you first came across him? I remember like seeing things about him before seeing him. Like people going, oh my God, Andrew Tate is such an arsehole. I'm like, who the fuck is this Andrew Tate guy? And then all of a sudden it was like a switch was flicked. And then it was like this dude all over it. And I was like, this guy's such a dickhead. Like, what are we doing? And I didn't think it was real. I didn't think it was real. I thought he was taking the piss the whole time. And then I figured out it is actually it, real. It being Andrew Cobra Tate, ex-Romanian kickboxer. Is he still a kickboxer? Um, I guess he could probably still do it if he wanted, but I, I think he's yeah. I think he's retired from the professional uh, scene. Professional scene. He's found a new professional scene. Um, quote, unquote, men's rights activist, anti-vaxxer, Currently under investigation for human trafficking, lots of allegations um, against him for things to do with women and violence and abuse. Now, Nick, I think a good place to start is probably like, why are we seeing him everywhere and how is he making his money? Before we get into like the controversial shit that he said, because I mean, that's quite easy for me to just run through. I feel like yeah. you can talk us through some of the interesting whys. Yeah, so I've learnt a lot more about Andrew Tate than I ever wanted to. Um, over the, over the, <laughs> for you, for the good of the listeners. Yeah, for the good of the listeners, for the for the ungood of me, I guess. <laughs> my, um, my search history is just chaos now. I'm really scared about what's going to be delivered to me with the algorithm. But anyway, um, yeah. given all we have learned about Mr. Tate so far... Um, it's unsurprising to 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 learn that his money hasn't come about in like for lack of a better term moral way i guess um so andrew and his brother tristan mm-hmm. started a webcam based business after after andrew stopped kickboxing they started this webcam business using women to like coerce men into paying the money using sob stories um so andrew talks at length about how in his kickboxing career, he used to go to all these different places around the world and get these quote-unquote girlfriends, and they were, like, in love with him. Oh, this must all be bullshit. Like, I can't believe I'm saying this, like, as fact. But anyway. It's not. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, according to him, he got these women to, like, sign up to this site where they coerce money out of men, they get a pro- they get half of it, and he gets half of it. So when you say webcam-based business, my mind goes straight to, like, sex-based webcam businesses. But is, was this more a, like, get women on there, 
purely make them feel sorry, make men feel sorry for the women, and then make money out of them. I think there was that sort of aspect as well. Right. Yeah, I think they were like lingerie clad, that sort of thing. Okay. But I don't know. I haven't gone to the website, so. <laughs> ethical queen, ethical king. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to pay $4 a minute. Um, <laughs> so Tristan and Andrew have even admitted that their business is a total scam, but say the feds can't stop them and they've bragged that they don't feel any guilt about it because no one cares and it's their problem, not mine. So they're being the men, I guess. Now, Nick, this is something that we're going to come back to later on because this is echoed in basically everything that they say is that the reason they're so powerful and so dangerous is because in their minds... They genuinely don't. They genuinely don't care about what they say about getting cancelled, about going viral. Like because they so much don't care, they feel like they have this god complex of being able to do whatever they want. And as long as they don't care, they're going to keep doing it. Like no matter how much we analyze or say shit back to them, until the big like platforms ban them, it's just going to continue because they have no remorse or like even sort of understanding of what they're doing anyway we'll get to that later it's like it's like a distilled form of narcissism yes like yes it's like extremism and narcissism and just like yeah no, that's a great way to put it you know in the scene at the start of the powerpuff girls where professor xx accidentally adds too much secret sauce or whatever it's like they yeah. just accidentally dump the whole narcissism bottle into the <laughs> into the pot <laughs> literally anyway They claim to run the studio where 75 lingerie-clad models take calls from fans paying $4 a minute. Um, And this is all, of course, based out of Romania, where he moved to, and is currently facing um, a human trafficking investigation there. I mean, allegedly, all of this, allegedly, just to keep ourselves safe. So, yeah, he made a lot of of money doing that for a couple of years. I think that's, that's how he started, at least. Right, so that's sort of his first scam. And now, Nick... Why has he come back? Why are we seeing him all over TikTok? How the fuck? Why the fuck? Yeah. Um, So part of this has something to do with a funny little way of doing business that we like to call multi-level marketing. So Lucy has talked about Arbon on here in the past, and it's essentially the same sort of deal. So for that uninitiated, multi-level marketing is sort of like that triangle-shaped scheme that we're not allowed to talk about. It's a marketing technique which involves people buying a product then earning a commission or other type of benefits by selling it to their friends or, you know, like selling it to their network. So the difference between an MLM and the triangle-shaped scheme is that in the triangle-shaped scheme, there's no product. And that's actually illegal. In an MLM, there is some sort of product which makes it actually just a marketing yeah. scheme. And it's he's like doing the equivalent, equivalent of the people in your inbox that you haven't seen for years that you knew from high school that are going, hey, hun, I've got a really good opportunity for you to make some extra money. I'm going to sell you a million products and then you have to sell them on, etc. Yeah. So, Nick, what is – how does this work? How does Andrew – how does the top G – that's what people call him, by the way. We're not – we haven't given him that name. How does the top G do this? Yeah, it's um, – he calls himself that. Um yeah, so exactly. Instead of getting the, you know, the hey chicka in the in the Instagram DMs, you get hundreds of Andrew T the top G or Andrew 
tea fan or whatever TikTok account um, trying to flog off his $50 a month Discord server disguised as Hustlers University. Um, it is basically a, a textbook example of an MLM. He encourages members to promote him on TikTok and other social media websites, of course, like Instagram and whatever, in exchange for 50% commission. So Tate's at the top, people below him paid full price, and they make 50% off people they refer. And then those people make 50% off people they refer. So you can sort of see how it forms this big triangle or multiple levels. And that's kind of part of the course. You know, the course teaches that this is like cutting up clips of Andrew Tate and putting them all across the internet is a way to make money. And it it is, I guess. There's a huge financial incentive to be cutting up clips of him and putting them all over the internet. And that's how he's become so viral so quickly. So essentially, Andrew Tate just needs to sit back, smoke a cigar and say something wild. And then his little army of minions goes around, does all the legwork and spreads it like a horrible disease. I was going to say, if it was a less nefarious man spewing less vile shit, this is, in terms of content and exposure and marketing, like a genius, you know, like in a sickening way, like this is such a genius idea. I mean, it's been done before. Oh, yeah. No, it's 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 clever. Like, to use like, your own... It would be like if people were cutting up the shit show and putting it all over the internet and, you know, we wouldn't make people pay to come to the shit show university. But it's just like marketing him without him having to do anything. Mm. Okay, so, Nick, I see so many clips of him, obviously, all over my TikTok. Like you said... None of them are from his personal, like, accounts. I never have seen something organically Andrew Tate come onto my feed. It's all his people, his hustlers, using his clips to get views and then obviously make money. Have platforms done anything to get rid of him or to minimise his power? Because it feels like a pretty clear example of where they maybe should step in. Not really, though. Not lately, at least. Um, Of course, there are plenty of groups asking for TikTok to place restrictions on Andrew Tate as his, you know, reach increases, um, with many asking for him to be outright banned, just like Twitter did back in 2017. And this is surprising to me. I didn't realise that he had been so controversial for so long. So I feel like he came onto the scene, at least on my internet, so quickly. But he's he's really been a pest the, the whole time. Yeah, um, when I... Heard you say 2017. I just went down into my notes because in 2016, when he was on Big Brother, he was kicked off for um, because the son published a video of him beating a woman with a belt, which he said was consensual, but um, I don't know. And then in 2017, he tweeted during the Me Too movement that women should bear some responsibility for being sexually assaulted and made an, like just a whole bunch of other fucked up statements that just blame women for the abuse that they faced. And then so 2016 and 2017, he was doing that. And so then he got banned in 2017. But you're right. I thought it was fresh. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was, you know, he came onto the scene hard. But yeah, um, just this year, Twitter weirdly verified a new account of his. So Twitter explicitly bans people with suspended accounts from creating new ones to like circumvent those restrictions. But when Tate made this new account... Um, he wasn't suspended, but he was verified instead, suggesting that like Twitter was Twitter knew who he was when he created this new account, and you know, and then broke the social media sites rules. Since then, mm-hmm. it got picked up pretty quickly, and 
he's been you know banned again but tate has used three accounts between 2017 and 2022 and all three accounts have been suspended for violation of the twitter rules kind of kind of big ups i never thought that i'd say this but kind of big ups to twitter for actually being the only platform right now that has made a move to do something i mean they have obviously they've banned donald trump and they do have a level of things that they accept and then they will step in that's compared to like tiktok nick should be at least limiting reach like or of shares maybe you can't send it to one another you know like there are things that they should be doing i guess since it's spread not necessarily by him but by other people it's kind of hard to um yeah kind of hard to patrol i guess like if you ban andrew tate it's just going to add fuel to the fire really isn't it it's one of those other like hard techie problems to solve but i'm sort of sick of being like it's too hard like if you can create dali 2 and you know have ai generated images from text you can make an ai to you know see andrew tate's face see the text that says andrew tate and you know get rid of a lot of it (laughs) yeah no exactly so now we know who he is and how he got his influence what type of content is he making like what does he say so i think this is what a lot of people already will know i'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it because truly his shit is everywhere and if you want to find a lot of it you can as we spoke about before nick you mentioned that there's been allegations of things like human trafficking he was kicked off big brother for you know beating a woman with a belt during the rise of the me too movement he said some really fucked up things women are his like main talking point or target i would say because he really truly does view women as property and and he constantly says he's not a misogynist that's fine but like if the shoe fits dull if the misogynistic shoe fits so i loved this from alex casey and the spinoff i'm gonna read it to you and um the spinoff have a great piece on andrew tate right now it says Surely he can't be that controversial. He even called himself a feminist once. And here's what Alex wrote. Was that before or after he said, I think my sister is her husband's property, or lamenting the rise of physically physically strong female characters in movies, suggesting they should simply suck dick and cook instead? Or was it when he got banned from a plane after taking a photo of the female pilot and posting it with the caption, most women I know can't even park a car. Why is a woman flying my plane? Or was it when he decreed that if a man slept with 20 girls or 200 girls, he is still the man? If a woman slept with 200 men, she is worthless? Or was it when he argued that female OnlyFans creators should pay a stipend to their male partners because the intimate parts of her body belong to him? I hope Gloria Steinem is taking notes. I just thought that is like a really good way of touching like every element of misogynisticness, misogynistic misogyny from him like Mm -hmm. to the point women are objects women are lower than men women can't drive like women shouldn't be on OnlyFans, or if they are they should be paying their male partners like he's also said shit like you know he's a he he can go and cheat because he knows he's in love with his partner but if his partner were to go and cheat not that's it like he's just the worst that screams low self-esteem doesn't it Ah. It doesn't it? He's said some really disgusting things about how you should 
sleep with younger people because you can imprint on them and like you shouldn't be going for older people because you know maybe you won't have that much influence over them and he's even said things like he wouldn't perform CPR on a man because it's gay like Nick he literally anything bad you can think of the man has said and I feel like these you can go and watch any podcast he's been on any video he's been on and within the first 30 seconds he will say something along these lines but also he's just like he just doesn't give a shit that he's saying it he just doesn't care and that's why he's that's why so many young boys I think particularly are like well if he doesn't care and he's saying it like ha 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 like why don't I do the same thing which brings me to what I wanted to talk about next just really quickly I know we've spoken about how a teacher wrote into us, but I did just want to read um, what they said to us just for anyone that hasn't seen it. So they are from a high school or a secondary school in Aotearoa, and this is what they said. We work at an all-boys secondary school in New Zealand, and Andrew Tate is becoming an almost poisonous addiction at our school at the moment. The majority of our students, especially the juniors, are obsessed with him and the outlandish views he portrays. What's more terrifying is they actually see him as a role model. They're starting to genuinely believe that being successful is synonymous with abusing women. Our junior students are doing speeches at the moment, and they all want to do speeches on him and how inspiring he is. Some snippets of conversations we've overheard in the last few weeks amongst our 13 to 15-year-olds include... Women who are sexually assaulted are asking for it due to what they wear. Some women dress like hookers. If a woman has had abortions already, she loses the right to use the statement, her body, her choice. And then they went on to say they just wanted to fill us in on the genuine terror that is like the young female teachers are facing as well as, you know, the students, especially if a school refuses to acknowledge it as a community issue. We know we cannot control what our boys watch, but we do want to educate them on moral decisions and viewpoints due to the poignant age that they're at. And this is a hard one, Nick, because how, you know, when you're that young and you're seeing all this stuff and it seems funny and lighthearted and like jokey, like how do you even go about approaching it without seeming like a killjoy or just being out of touch, you know? Yeah. And especially at that age, it's like if you get told not to do something, you almost want to do it more, right? So Exactly. So I I was looking at some... um like teacher Reddit forums and a lot of them were saying don't like make outright bans on you know talking about him or watching him you know like don't physically put a ban on it but more like plant like questions or things for them to think about like extra you know like if you hear them talking about it just ask them something further about what they're saying about women dressing like hookers or whatever, or ask them about their sisters or their mums or their female friends, or like just try and put in something to make them think a little bit harder instead of outright bans. Do you, do you sort of, I mean, there's no sure and like quick fix to this, but do you think that's sort of a way of... Well, it's, it sort of brings what he's saying a little bit more personal, right? Mm, yeah, like it's not something just extreme and outlandish that you're seeing online. It's also real life, you know, like connecting it back. Yeah. It's also quite, I mean, again, this is online, but as we know via the amount of 
shootings we've talked about on this podcast and how online shit does seep into the real world quite quickly and quite intensely. Some of the comments, like, on his YouTube videos, the top comments and stuff will always, always be guessing and guessing him up. And so some of the things that you see is like, Tate is king. He's exposing the corrupt, the Matrix-style control system and pathetic elite ruling class. Andrew Tate for Prime Minister, pushing back against all these crazy feminists. You know, there's all that classic, like 4chan-esque sort of stuff coming into our usual YouTube comments, TikTok comments. Like, maybe it, like, maybe it's not directly a good thing. And I haven't written this down or really thought about it that much, but maybe it's not directly a good thing, obviously. But, you know, this has really taken this kind of thinking, this extremism and narcissism out of the fringes and, like, into open air where we can all see it. Yeah, but it's not just Andrew Tate. But it's a lot of these fringe ideas that are beginning to, I guess it's just a, a function of the online community, how we can be all connected and, and find people that are just interested in the same things that as we are. But it's just interesting to see the rise of these fringe communities and the way that they can sort of find a voice and amplify it. It's buzzy because it, it goes from like, yes, you can connect with people and find people that think the same as you and that's where it sort of stays in the sidelines. But then this isn't just finding people that think the same as you. This is like collecting people that you can change their mind and getting mm. like that. It's like snowballing, which is just, I mean, you're right. It is a function of the modern internet. It's not even a downside of it. It is like the point of it sometimes yeah it's like you know like consequence can have positive there can be positive consequences and bad consequences it's just a consequence of yeah of the internet at the moment yeah and platforms are the people that unfortunately because they don't often use it properly but do have the power in these situations oh and just it will just round out this episode by saying that the reason he's so powerful is because, and we know it, and we've basically played right into it, is because he doesn't care and we do. Yeah. Like, he doesn't care about getting all these young hustlers into his hustlers' university, taking their money, changing their worldview. But, like, we do and it's our job to care, but there's this whole, like, it, it, you almost feel a bit helpless because... You know, because we put so much time into trying to understand people like this who genuinely just do not give a fuck and aren't going to listen and are going to block you, which is kind of a win. We always use the shit show to try and go a little bit deeper into specifically the things that we bring up on Instagram because we're all about giving more context and, you know, a little bit more nuance. And I feel like that is why we're talking about Andrew Tate. Nick, I don't think we will be... I mean, we'll be keeping eyes on him, tabs on him, but I don't feel like we need to be keeping ex- the people updated. Like, I... Yeah. There's, there doesn't need to be an Andrew Tate watch, does there? Like no. The new section of the shit show. That's just... I mean, unless you join Hustlers University and, we're, and you're making money from bringing a section to the shit show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, actually, yeah. Actually, I, I wanted to bring that up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, everyone, maybe send this 
episode or some of the things that we've written or posted about Andrew Tate to to anyone that you think might need help navigating if they've got young boys or someone in their life. I see a lot of people saying, you know, they feel like they're scared that their boyfriend's really into Andrew Tate and things like that. So maybe this can be a resource that um, you can pass along, knowing that we're pretty self-aware that this won't change the world, but it will at least help us understand it a little bit more. And Squish, you got anything else to add, Dal? Nah, my um, coffee's getting pretty low. I think I'm going to need another one before I go to actual work. So maybe we should um, get a rattle on and get the kettle on. Get, get the kettle on. As always, thank you everyone for listening. And look, if you haven't got us blocked, you can find Squish over on the Shit Show Instagram. You can find me on Shit You Should Care About or on the other end of the daily newsletter. And you can find Andrew Tate hopefully nowhere. Yeah, you can find them all over TikTok, but hopefully not for long. Hopefully not for long. If, if you need a break, come to Shit You Should Care About TikTok because it's crack up and Nick's making a day in the life for us. Yeah, I mean, no no promises, <laughs> but it's going to be good. It's going to be legit. All right. Bye, everyone. See ya.